0: Today is the 8th of October, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name, as always, is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the very first time, thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. And if you do need some help, you can download the script. There is a download the script button in the episode notes below. Click that, you'll get a PDF of today's episode. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, again, there's links in the episode notes. And finally, if you want more information about me or the podcast, head to rayborat.co.uk. Again, link is in the episode notes down below. We always start each leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. And so we're going to pray now, but today's prayer is actually a psalm, and we're praying Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honourable and glorious, and His righteousness endures forever. ever. He has made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. He has declared to His people the power of His works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of His hands are verity and justice. All His precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and righteousness. He has sent redemption to His people. He has commanded His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Amen. Psalm 41, verses 11 and 12. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Saviour. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord that I am God. There is a branch of theology called the theology of religion. I jest you not. We have a theology of religion. It's all about how we understand Christianity and the work that Jesus does in relation to other faiths and other religions. As Christians, we typically fall into three camps, depending on which theologian you follow. But typically it's agreed that we fall into three camps. The first one is the pluralistic camp where all religions are equally valid. The second is what they call the inclusivist model. God is in all religions in order to bring them to faith in Christ. Yeah. The third one is what we call the exclusivist model and salvation is only found in Jesus. There is no other way to heaven other than to Jesus. And personally, being the... Person that I am, I fall into the last camp. There is only one God, and salvation is found in Christ. It's a hard position to take, particularly as I live in a distinctly multi faith part of the UK here in West Yorkshire. So for me, it's really important how I live my life. How I live my life is all important. It's important that I show as much of the love as Jesus as possible. And if I want to show the reality, and the love of jesus i need to live it and that i believe is the call on all of us who hold that jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords we are to be witness we are to be witnesses rather to something that we hold true god says it to the people of israel in our verse today you are my witnesses that i am god therefore you are my witnesses says the lord that I am God. Do your lives reflect that? It's a question I want to ask today. Do your lives reflect that? Does your life reflect the God that died to save us and bring us back into relationship with him? Or does it reflect another God? The God of this world, the God of politics, the God of money, the God of fame? Because if not, you need to seriously get right with God. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we start Paul's second letter to Timothy. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Father, as we move deeper and deeper into Paul's final words to Timothy, we ask, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds to what you would have us here today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're starting a new book. So invariably, there's an introduction that goes along with it, but I'm not going to cover the authorship and the dates and stuff because I did that when we started looking at the pastoral letters, when we looked at 1 Timothy. So what I'll do is I'll drop a link in the episode notes below if you want to go back and have a listen to that, if you want to download the PDF. What we have in 2 Timothy is or has been regarded as Paul's very last letter before he was martyred. And it reads almost as a last will and testament. And and so what we have here is we have Paul reminding Timothy of his calling and what rewards await those who hold the line, so to speak. It's a very personal letter, and it's an intensely personal letter by someone who's realized that his end is coming, his time is coming to an end. And so Paul is trying to encourage And support Timothy as a young minister as much as he possibly can, trying to get as much wisdom as he can before his time comes. But let's begin 2 Timothy, shall we? Our Bible readings this week are taken from the New King James Version, and today I'm reading 2 Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I might be filled with joy, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Saviour Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have learnt from me, in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygellus and Hermogenes. The Lord grant mercy on the household of verse, for, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to say our prayers for today. Our prayer for today is a first-century prayer. As a fir- <laughs> let me try that again. Our prayer for today is a first-century prayer by the great Saint Polycarp. Let's pray, shall we? Our sweet Savior Christ, in your undeserved love for us, you were prepared to suffer the painful death of the cross. Let me not be cold or even lukewarm in my love for you. Lord, help me to face the truth about myself. Help me to hear my words as others hear them, to see my face as others see me. Let me be honest enough to recognize my impatience and conceit. Let me recognize my anger and selfishness. Give me sufficient humility to accept my own weaknesses for what they are. Give me the grace, at least in your presence, to say, I was wrong. Forgive me. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, increase us in faith and truth and gentleness and grant us part and lot among the saints. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.